Hello. Welcome Welcome to the patch this week, brought to you by Lynda.com and Dollar Shave Club. And Gus. And brought to you by Gus as well. Brought to you every week by Gus, except the weeks I wasn't here. I'm back. It's been a while, Gus. It hasn't been been that long. It feels like it's been a long time. It's been like two weeks. Well, it's also because there have been weeks where you you have been in, but you haven't been on the patch. Oh, that's true. Where like you're only not available on Wednesday. Fix my hair. You look good. Oh, flip the the thing before we forget. I'm not a good Ryan. I uh, Ryan a you're a great Ryan. Thank you. I bought a. I got a. Before we talk about where I was, I got the uh, Fallout anthology the other day. I put the bomb down there. I don't know if you can see it. I it's, saw it. It's yeah, in, I the, saw in the down front there. down there. Someone set us up the bomb. No. Main screen turn on. It's too late. No. Stop. Why? Why? Stop. Why? It's so old. Yes, uh, but I was Sorry, I was done. a little annoyed. I got I bought it. You know, they didn't send it to me. I bought the the dumb thing and. Um, they send it to you, and I was like, cool. So what is this? Just like a Steam code or something? It's discs. Oh, what doesn't that lead us right into our very first story? <laughs> it, yeah. it will. But so I had to put the discs in, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to install these off a disc. And then as soon as the install starts, it's like, please enter the Steam code. I like, what? <laughs> so I look through the packaging, and there's a Steam code in there. I guess to authorize it, so it all runs through Steam, but you still have to install it off of the oh, fucking disc. it's like an disc. authorization well, key or CD maybe. key. I actually have uh, an old... An old version of Civ Five, where I got it was one of those big collector's edition boxes. Uh, I went, I added it on Steam, and then after that, I could download it back off Steam whenever. Mm-hmm. I so think, I think that's I don't what even it know is. where the discs are now; they're yeah. gone. But at least I still have access to Civ, which is nice. Yeah. So, but memory lives yeah, on. Yeah, the, but the the first time it's like it came What's, with the disc. Then you activate it on Steam, and now it's a Steam game, and you just throw the. Strangest. We're at a point now where. Downloading all those gigs of data and having it installed that way would be easier and more convenient than installing it off of an optical yeah, drive. Yeah, closed that, up by the you, bomb. If you hit the yellow button, it makes like an explosion noise, and then like a cash register noise. You can you try to hit it, Meg. It's far. Can you reach around there? You can do this. Oh, can I reach? Around? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Mike's probably can't hear it, but yeah, we can hear off. it, and that's what's important. Um, yeah, this is for us. This isn't. For, we don't actually. This doesn't go anywhere. This is for audio listeners. We just do this. Uh, but yeah, it's like my internet at home is so fast. It's probably that would definitely be more convenient if I could have just queued it all up and then walked away and then come back. Because as it was with the disc, it's like, okay, here's one disc. You okay, Meg? Sorry, my chair is like all crooked. <laughs> and then they go like insert disc two. Well, but I get annoyed because you used to be able to just put a disc in and then it would just play as soon as you put the disc in. But now it's like installing off of things, and I feel like that takes so much longer. Mm-hmm. It is Sometimes. funny that even if you have a disc. Now you, you have to install no matter it's so what. annoying to me. I want to put the disc in and then I want to just play it. Yeah. But ah. there's the trade-off. Do you remember when you had, um, I think, was it Riven? Uh, the, the sequel to Miss had like, it was it was either four discs or six discs. And that's like, that was just common. You, you mm-hmm. get to an area, you're super excited. Yeah. Goes, Insert disc three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that didn't bother me too much. Uh, the 11th hour had that. I think it had four discs. Well, I think that was also like, I mean, if you, even before that, like swapping out floppies. You oh, know? Yeah. So, I mean, I think if you grew up with that, like it was, it was the natural progression. Yeah. So then it was nice that you add installs and then you don't have to change the disc. You just need to have disc one in the tray. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now you have to just install it all anyway. I so. feel like we've taken a step backwards. Yes. In having to install shit off of discs. I feel no, I feel shorted and slighted, and I just want shit to work. That's one of the reasons I preferred consoles for so long was right. I didn't have to go through an install. I would just put my disc in and start playing. Right. And now we're at a point where sometimes you put a disc in, it's like, oh, this disc needs to install it. Why the fuck does this need to install on a console? Gavin and Dan had, when Dan was over last, they wanted to play Gears of War. 
and they had to put they downloaded it they bought it online and they downloaded it. it was taking so long to download that they went out and bought the disc because it installed faster from the disc but it was like a total net like 24 hours before they could start playing with all the shit that was going wrong really ridiculous it's crazy. Well, maybe the CEO of GameStop is on to something yeah, then. Well, well, but still, this doesn't work how they're supposed to do. But anyway, the CEO of GameStop says discs will be around forever, which, as I told Ashley, I'm going to use the same joke I said to you earlier, Ashley. I hope that the, the, the quote is disc games will be around forever. I want to believe the first part of the quote is like, I really, 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 really hope that disc, <laughs> disc games, games will be, be around, around forever. forever. <laughs> that is true. That's how the quote starts. Disc-based games will be around it's forever. It's just in the middle of the sentence. Yeah. So. Maybe he was just taught early on to be definitive about what he says. It's not like, I feel. It's not, I think it's, this is the way things are. And That's just true. by saying you can force them into being that way. He's not wrong, though. There's some mitigating factors, but I don't think forever. There's nothing forever. What's interesting is in this uh, Polygon article that I read about it was they talk about like some of the steps that GameStop takes to try to fight the digital future, yeah. including not carrying console bundles that come with digital versions of games. Yeah. So they they'll have special bundles. Yeah. And got to carry a bundle that had a, a physical copy of the game instead of the bundle that was originally intended to have only a digital copy, which is bullshit. Bullshit. Which is, I mean, I guess that's. They're fighting that that first time digital purchase. They're trying to fight those people. But I've had a whole bunch of occasions before where I've gone into a GameStop. I was looking for it was a 3DS game. I can't remember. What, it might have been um, Theater Rhythm. It was something that was really difficult to find anyway. And so I went in asking for it, and they're like, I, "We don't have it." I can sell you a code to download. I was like, "Well, what do I need you for then? I'll just yeah. go on the eShop and do right. it. like you're you're you're." training me to not need you anymore yeah so i get it with the with the bundle thing but they sell codes for stuff anyway they so. do sell some codes already that's what they're gonna make a billion dollars this year he said for them selling just digital goods but they're trying to keep discs in the hands of people forever i do agree that outside of the u.s and in there are countries that like where people play ps2s that's you know what that sounded really condescending but in America, <laughs> <laughs> there are countries that did play PS2s. Finish all your food. They're starving kids playing PS2s who would love to have that. I didn't mean it as shitty as it sounded. <laughs> Fuck. I'm just, all right, bye, guys. Bye. See ya. No, but, no, like but I a, mean, like, there's places where those are newer technologies. People are still, like, gobbling those games up. and Or places with, like, data caps on internet right. and things like that. Yeah, in they fact, a lot of places have data caps. So I think that if GameStop wants to go all in on the dicting, they should probably focus their... Like on the on the countries where that's not going away anytime so soon. They GameStop should be really vested against net neutrality, taking this a step further. Yeah, they should yes. be trying to. Make, GameStop hates net neutrality. They, they should try to make. Let's make that statement right now. It's not. See, we just need to leave out. I think. I feel. Or I hope. Yeah. Just make no, it definitive. You just say it. I For think. Him. But then when you do the actual quote, you just cut that yeah. part out. Right. Okay. Uh, because yeah, they, that they would be, They would be incented to want the access. To be as expensive as possible to make discs a cheaper alternative. Right. I never, I never connected the dots. I feel and like a conspiracy him. theorist. <laughs> like I'm just drawing like get some red yarn and like a memory board that you're gonna put stuff all over. Yeah. When I was um, in Australia, I had data caps. Like there was no way I could download the games that I do now without even thinking about it. Well, Australia has like crappy internet anyway, right? Like that's what it's known for. Yes and no. The latency can be pretty mm. bad. So it's difficult for people in Australia to play on multiplayer servers with people on other continents just because they is such a high ping. Uh, but the speeds themselves are not necessarily ah. that bad. You just it's but it makes it 
not great for multiplayer gaming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But downloading game, you're probably going to be okay. Right, but you're going to get charged for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get you get charged a ton for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. enjoy that. I, I hope we never get that. I don't like the sound of that. There's a lot of companies like, uh, I think Comcast for a long time had a, a hidden soft cap of something like 250 gigs. This was, I, I don't know, eight, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember even back then they had a soft cap where if you went over it too many times, they would just... They would just write you. They'd cancel your account, write you off as a customer because they didn't actually want you as a customer mm-hmm. if you were using that much. I think the internet service I use for my fiber has like a hidden four terabyte cap, but I've never come close to hitting that, so I'm not huh. too Do worried you take about that as it. As a challenge, Gus, I feel like one month I should, I should challenge <laughs> them and be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna download. Everything I can find on like the e store, like I love how you're still doing it legitimately. Get a seed box, do some dirty things. <laughs> I, I wonder what it would take. So you're saying a terabyte would be, we're saying twenty game downloads, maybe. So you'd have to download eighty games in a month. Yeah. Or and that's that's like the full like two and a full half full Xbox games One games or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when Esther's not thinking about what to eat for lunch, she's just downloading games. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just download everything. Get it all. So, what else? Could, I mean, you could have, you'd have to have Netflix streaming pretty much the entire month. Yeah. And you have to have an automated system where it's like, are you still there? Yes. 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 Xbox Play. Xbox Play. Xbox you, Play. Just get one of those, uh, those cheater controllers, the ones that, um, that just repeatedly mm. push a button, or just start like at the beginning of a really long series, and because it's auto plays like all of the episodes, to start like at episode but, one of Breaking Bad, and then go all the way through. But doesn't it? Oh yeah, so just you get you get that set up, so it's just automatically forwarding it through it. Well, but if it's pressing forward. the button, it's pausing and stop, starting and pausing mm. and going and pausing, which may still be using that bandwidth if yeah. it's pausing and starting and mm. all that because it's buffering. I think we got mm. off on a weird tangent. Sorry. We got how off on a really weird tangent. Your internet. How to get your own ser- internet service canceled. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what what came out this week? What, what came out in Games been, Quest this week? Man, Lego Dimensions came out last week, right? It's been um, a, a week of delays. It's been a little bit dry. I, I was not dry. aware of this new Animal Crossing game that came out. Oh, I have this game. How do you want to see it? Well, let's see. When you played Animal Crossing, did you enjoy decorating your home? See, that's what I was afraid you were going to say. Uh, that was not a big part of the game for me. Right. That's take Animal Crossing and then take everything else out of it except for that part. Okay. I watched a trailer and it seemed like it was definitely geared towards people who liked designing stuff mm-hmm. and decorating. It sounds like style savvy Animal Crossing edition. Hmm. Do you remember style savvy? No. Oh, was it, like, it was like, this is the game for the girls. And it was like, oh, just God. like you pick out outfits for people. And uh, once Nintendo sent over a box of like, hey, they sent it to a friend and they were like, hey, these are all the games for you. And also we put something for your friend Meg in there. And it was like, uh, style savvy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thanks, con- Nintendo. How condescending. And a pink Nintendo DS, uh, which I still play with. Um, yeah, so, I, so I, I watched that trailer. I was like, I don't think, I love Animal Crossing, but I don't think I'm going to enjoy not this game. Not for you. Yeah. I, yeah, probably not. I, I'm like you. I played Animal Crossing, but I was all about getting all the different fruits mm-hmm. and doing all the fish mm-hmm. and going to the island mm-hmm. and doing all that kind of stuff. Playing supermarket? What? That's what the little kid said, right? You want to play supermarket? Nope. <laughs> the island on the 3DS. He said, I kept volume turned down. I don't oh. know. He said things. <laughs> it was it was uh, captioned. There's, mar- there's music. I don't know. No, all I know is that, man, I went to a friend's island who'd been playing longer than I had, and she had like way better bugs or something. It was mm-hmm. weird, but I was like, yeah. So I took all the bugs and went back to my house. <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> I, st- I stole all her bugs. bugs. Um, 
Yeah, so it for me, this is the part of Animal Crossing that I didn't play much in the first place. Mm-hmm. That said, it's nice not having to take out loans from Tom Nook to to do things up nice and. But you're neat working and, for Tom Nook in this game, I think, right? right? Yeah. yeah, you just you can't escape instead. Tom Nook. Mm-mm. Let's be real. He's like the mafia. Yeah, it's a star bomb song about it. So it's real. So it's real. <laughs> so it's true. Yeah. So it's it's on. I've I've got it. If you want to take a look at it, afterwards. I'll take a look. Yeah. So I I just remembered what did come out this week. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5. Whoa, oh, Tony Hawk. Oh, Tony that, Hawk. You mean that game that was so secret? That game that may or may not have bugs. Ah. Uh, one or two, possibly, like maybe the whole game? Yeah, every video I've seen just looks like it's broken and Oops. unfinished. There you go. Yeah, it's just like like weird physics problems. Like there is no physics engine, really. <laughs> Uh, what? People, like why? People falling through floors. You know what probably happened is that after that catering guy leaked the game, they're probably like, you know what, screw it, and they just they they fired everybody and decided to just release it in pre-alpha form. Shut down everything. The secret's so, out. Good job, catering guy. Yeah. It's all your fault. It's uh, it, it just I, I haven't played it yet, but I haven't. I don't think I've read a single positive thing about I it yet. I don't know how games come out like that anymore. Like, yeah. it's not acceptable. It never works out for anyone. There's never like, oh, I heard that game was okay. You're going to get crucified. Like, why? It's just like a weird cash grab. Like, yeah. it'll work for one day. It'll work for everyone who, like, pre-ordered it. Right. And then it's like, oh, and then and that's then, it. And you yeah. don't sell anything else. Oddly enough, I feel like this is happening more and more yeah, and more. Not sucks. less. It seems like with the internet, like, everyone on the internet is really happy to be mad about stuff and go, you know, and organize these huge hate campaigns. But when it comes to actually putting stuff out publishers haven't gotten any better they don't like i don't know i feel like part of it is yes like people are are on their toes to be angry about things but also like shit has been broken and then in response to that they just keep like delaying stuff they're like oh yeah sorry we we thought we we're gonna like i want to know how many of these companies were like oh fuck people don't like broken games now fuck. yeah that's All not right. a thing anymore shit. we missed it <laughs> no but i'd much rather stuff get delayed that's true yeah. although um, this week we were talking about Hitman, which got delayed last week mm-hmm. to March of this year from December. But then it's only releasing six campaign missions when it comes out and three locations. Hmm. And I like I haven't played a Hitman game since Hitman 2, which I thought was a good game. Uh, but Gavin's a huge Hitman fan. Yeah, and I, so I was like, Gavin, is this a lot? And he was like, this is bullshit. He was <laughs> so pissed off. He hated that they were going to have like weekly live targeted contracts. He was like, that's bullshit. I don't want any of that. He's like, give me just the whole game to just. So, is, are they going to release it piecemeal? So, yes, it starts out. It has a release date, and it's a good chunk of the game, is what they're calling it. Three locations, six campaign missions. Then in April, one new location comes out. You get submissions with that. Do you have to pay for it. So you can. Uh, so there's a location in April, May, and June, and then that's the whole game. And they start a weekly thing, weekly contracts in March, and that goes through the whole time. Mm-hmm. You can either get the intro pack, which is all the release content and all of the weekly strikes, strikes, contract things, whatever, that take place in those locations for $34.99. Then if you want the full game, you can pre-order it for $59.99 or you can get the intro pack and then add on the rest of it if you like what you see. Okay. But if you do that, it's $5 more expensive. And in the end, you end up having to wait till August or whatever for everything to be June. out? June. Okay. In June, everything is out. Okay. And that's it. Huh. So if you pre-order up front, everything's free the whole time. Okay. So, but and and then that cost is essentially the cost of a full right, price which is game. like a, a regular game, right? Unless except you do intro you, and then. Except 
you give them all the money up front. It's like a reverse layaway. Yeah. You give them all the money up front, and then they give you the product in pieces it's over like a, a period of time. No, no, no. See, they're taking the game out on layaway. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> Asher's like, I'm not actually sure how layaway works. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, ask your parents. It used to be a thing. It used to be a thing. But what's interesting, I thought, was in response to uh, all the outcry over Tony Hawk, I saw that EA put Skate on sale uh, on the like the digital marketplaces on uh, mm. on consoles. Tell me somebody it's has that cheeky. clip ready. I love somebody it. be my best friend and have like that clip ready. Clip? God damn it. It's my nope. favorite clip. That no, burning no clip. Burning clip. Oh, no, that, what was that? That was, <sighs> that, was uh, that was Tony Hawk Ride. Oh, yeah. Well, it doesn't was, matter. It's who, a Tony Hawk who game. Was the, I believe that developer who developed Tony Hawk Ride is the developer who worked on Pro Skater 5. Ah, so there you go. So it does tie. It, it does, it does tie in. Uh, we can watch the clip all the time. Like, anytime I mention Tony Hawk, I would just play that clip. It's so funny I to me. It's it. a pretty good clip. Oh, they're going to find uh, They're going to find it. it. Uh, here, let me, uh, we'll let me read here. this while we yeah. wait for them. You will right. wait for them to find that. Um, I want to remind everyone, this episode of The Patch is brought to you by lynda.com. I want to thank our sponsor, lynda.com slash the patch, the online learning platform with over 3,800 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. For a free 10-day trial, visit lynda.com slash the patch. lynda.com is for problem solvers, for the curious, for people who want to make things happen. Maybe you want to master Excel, learn negotiation tactics, build a website, boost your Photoshop skills, Go to lynda.com slash the patch and feed your curious mind. Uh, with a lynda.com membership, you can stream thousands of video courses on demand and learn on your own schedule. Your lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics, all for one flat fee. Whether you're looking to become an expert, you're passionate about a hobby, or you just want to learn something new, go to lynda.com slash the patch now and sign up for your free 10 day trial. That's L Y N D A dot com slash the patch. Be sure to use that URL. Uh, and of course, you know, if you're interested, you know, we're doing a podcast. If you're interested in podcasting, they've got courses on GarageBand, uh, Adobe Audition, Adobe Premiere, uh, you know, pretty much any bit of software you would use to create a show like we do right now. Everything we use in the control room, they've got, uh, they've got tutorials on that. So go watch, go learn. They have courses on that, I should say. You can learn. I like the learn something. negotiation tactics was on. You want to free a hostage? Lynda.com. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> the shit's going down. Hold on. Let me launch my app. Hold All on, right. Here we go. Okay. Step one. Do you I, want pizza? I Is feel it like it, it's like uh, it makes me think of uh, the Matrix. Like when they, like Neo just learns everything. It's the same kind of thing. Like you read your app like. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> I just seem, I would like to convince someone that they did know. Oh, there it is. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yes. Here's the clip. Here's the clip. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you can't play it, but the best part is the audio. <laughs> Please go. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's my favorite thing ever. That, uh, that and Cat Bernie are my two favorite clips that, Mr. G's ever done. That building's gone. They demolished it. That was our old studio on oh, Congress. Yeah, but just oh. the slice. They were like, oh, get that out of here. Uh, that building was so shitty that when Bernie fell like that, like, my desk shaked. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> like the whole building was just like ready to fall over at any moment. Don't I'm surprised it made Bernie it as long that. as it did. That would, that would sound like Bernie wouldn't be very fond of that statement. Yeah, I just wanted to tell you that. Bernie keeps lurking and then disappearing. <laughs> that Colin Wiseman says that you can uh, use just the Steam code if you want, Gus, without the discs. There is an add button in the lower left. But why don't, why do they, why do they just give you the code? I don't know. Okay. Because Maybe some people want the discs. Why did they make me put the code in and then the disc? I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, 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 I believe him. I've redeemed codes on Steam, but there's no like, put this code into Steam. It's just like, here's a code. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Putting a code into Steam sometimes though can be a huge pain in the ass. Like sometimes I'll get codes from, um, from a girl I know at NVIDIA 
and then I have to go to like through like Unity or whatever to put the code in. Move your phone. Yeah, it's getting on the mic. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Anything? Any whatever. of those? Like the like a lot Codes. of the third party games. Any of the sites that are the the publishers that have their own platform as well, like Ubisoft, forcing everything through UPlay, even if it's Uplay. on Steam. Uh, I don't think EA does it. Does EA do that with Origin? Yeah, they do. They do? Yeah. What I don't get is, why are there different formats for Steam codes? I don't know. And then even when you go to the Redeem page, it's like, your code may look like this, or, or like this, this or, or this. this. Like, what? Maybe the different <laughs> types of combinations means there are that many more <laughs> codes they can do? I guess. Or it's like, or it's communicating with these external yeah. third-party DRM services. Like they require it in a certain fashion, or potentially. Who knows? Lots of people. Here's around. the thing. Yeah, there's so many I'm people at... looking around. I feel like we're gonna get like creeped up on pretty yeah, soon. We're absolutely gonna get creeped up on. Only if we're remember unlucky. that time then Carrie stormed on the patch. That's why I feel like it's about to happen. <laughs> why did we mispronounce? Buck no, there was like times? a new. Oh yeah, they announced Ocarina something about of time or Majora's Mask or something. Oh, like there that. you go. Yeah. Um, so you know, we were talking about Fallout a little earlier. We were talking about these Fallout codes. Um, I guess people kind of freaked out a little bit last week from what I could tell in that I guess the size of the Fallout yeah. 4 download and install on the Xbox One got out. And people were freaking out that it was 28 gigs. I like, too, that you know they were freaking out that it was only 28 gigs. Right. Well, and that um, there's been no confirmation that that's the actual download size at this point. Like, they're refusing to comment. Bethesda has had enough of your bullshit and will not be commenting. That's interesting. Okay, so I didn't realize that that's what the outcry was. I thought people were freaking out that it was too big. And in my head, I was like, oh, that no. doesn't seem big it at all. It was too small. No, oh, they're saying, okay. like, that's not enough. I mean, given everything that we know about the game so far, like, it's got, what, 110,000 lines of dialogue or 111,000 would be appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that alone is going to take up so much space and the size of the world and all the things they want to do with it. Everyone says if... GTA is 50, 60 gigs. Witcher is that big. How can you possibly have a, big, a game as big as Fallout 4? Only 28 gigabytes. Am I right? Yeah, the Polygon article that I read about it actually had like, well, there's a game that's, what was it? 29? You're, you've got I'm it open. At it right so. here. Yeah. So Grand Theft Auto 5 was 49 gigs. Uh, Destiny's 30 gigs. Uh, and then they talked about Fallout 3. Fallout 3 was 5.4. Yeah, maybe gigs. it's Destiny that's like pretty close to what the install size. And they're like, Destiny doesn't have much of a story, so maybe Fallout doesn't have much of a story. <laughs> that's not how that works. They're pretty much the same install size. That means that they cut the story out of Fallout. They're the same. Dinklebot confirmed for Fallout. The, uh, the Skyrim install footprint's 3.68 gigabytes. It's crazy to me when I remember at that time going, God, that's a huge game. Mm -hmm. That's. It's how many gigs? You, like single digits yeah. was enormous. I remember my first like 500 megabyte hard drive and I was super proud of that. Mm -hmm. So now we were like, oh, it's only 30 gigs. We can't yeah. do anything with 30 gigs. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. It's crazy how far we've come. So, I mean, it'll be, I'm, I'm, I have, I'm, I've. I'm only worried because now I'm like, I'm starting to second guess myself. Like, what if the game's not as good as I think it's going to be? Like, like, the install size doesn't worry me. I don't care about that. I'm sure. I'm sure that's you got to stop thinking about it altogether now because now you're entering the territory of like you're going to be hypercritical right. when it comes I'm, out. I, I, I can't be overhyped you gotta, about it. You got to chill a little bit. I right. think. So I started playing Fallout One last night. I was like, okay, <laughs> we're going to go all the way back to the beginning and then and just go from there. So uh, we'll see. I'm really going to try to finish. I'm gonna try, hopefully, we're going to try oh. to finish all of the games before. Now's a good time to look at our out. countdown timer. Yeah. 
someone, did they have that ready? I, I, we called Usually it up, they did last week. We called it up last week, and I think they're saying um, someone said that the countdown timer actually ended up pointing to uh, like the wrong day. Oh. <laughs> but that's okay. Oh. We're gonna bring bring it up anyway. Or no, we're not. Or not. <laughs> no, it, it happens. It's it happens coming to everyone. Out. Sometimes you can't get it up. Sometimes don't worry. Just don't think about it about. too much. You're thinking about it too much. <laughs> yeah. I swear this never happens. <laughs> yeah, no, don't worry. Let's just it's take cool. a break. Maybe you're hungry. It's not all about that. It's just because we've, we've been <laughs> drinking a lot. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got a whiskey timer. Yeah, oh, okay. Um, I was like, wait a second. Drinking a lot, like a lot of water. I'm like, because you have to pee? I didn't get it. I'm, no, no. I'm not smart. I don't know about dicks enough, Ash. <laughs> how, how do you dick? I don't know how to dick. Uh, <laughs> um, also, I don't know how I saw this yesterday, but um, what are they call Hairbrain Studios are the people who did the recent Shadowrun series. They did Shadowrun Returns, <sighs> Dragonfall in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they apparently launched a Kickstarter yesterday for a Battletech game that they want to do for May of 2017, I think. Uh, and I, I don't know how I found that Kickstarter where I saw it, but uh, in less than 24 hours, they'd already busted a million dollars. They were oh, asking wow. for $250,000 for um, their Kickstarter, and they are currently at just over a million dollars with 33 days them. to go. That's um, awesome. Normally, I'm super critical of kickstarter uh just because i've been burned on some stuff and especially critical of kickstarter games but i feel like this studio i don't know how did you like bernie's think <laughs> that was terrible uh but this studio has proven themselves with the shadow games i feel like you know i think that they have a great staff they've got i think they have the right people to execute and they've proven themselves already with three games that they've done so uh i'm i'm invested i i backed this one it has the gust seal of approval. There have been some uh, some really good ki- uh, games that have come out of Kickstarter. They also just um, did a Kickstarter for, was it Divinity Original Sin 2? Or, or they announced more people coming on. They got um, Chris Avalone on it. Um, and there was so there was a lot of talk about that um, within the last week. But that is... I think they just wrapped up. Yeah, so they just wrapped up. 35 days... Um, Divinity Original Sin 2 ended up making $2 million on Kickstarter. Wow. So they're working on that. That's going to be really cool. Yeah. You said Shadow Run. I thought Shadow Complex. Oh, no, no. Whatever happened to Shadow Complex 2? I was wondering that the I, other day. Apparently, it's like it was confirmed in 2014 as the last thing I could find about on the internet. I want another one of those. That game was awesome. I, I want to play that game again. I haven't played it since it, it came great. out. Yeah. It was really good. I kind of miss the golden age of XBLA. Yeah. I like being able to go into like the indie games and buy something for a dollar. It's always great. It was like Magical Girl Boob Show, and it'd be like one dollar. It'd be like this really crappy game. Some of my uh, favorite games. I'd are that. buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Get it? Bloody Death. Is, I found that as for a dollar in Xbox Live Arcade. Uh, yeah, there was something charming. I, I understand why they got rid of that section, but there was something nice about having like it's it's its own segregated little yeah. section where you go through and kind of like. Hunt for stuff you haven't heard of. That's maybe a little. little I made a game cost. with zombies in it. Was in that yep. section. Such a good game. It was M A E D. Yeah, made. I made a game with zombies. Mm-hmm. I could never read that properly. Oh, make sure you put your phone in your lap. Stop. It's like it's clicking on the mic. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. Um, I'm gonna bring my laptop from now on. Everybody else has a responsible technology. It's weird how that works. Um, then speaking of old games or a different time. Uh, did you see any of the stuff about the Conquer game that never got made? Was it Conquer going medieval? Like, yeah. Why? Why do you think they showed that? I don't know. That's what I was wondering. Like, I feel like there's been some. So Conquer originally came out on the N64. There was a port on the original Xbox 
Um, then as part of Project Spark, there was some Conquer-related stuff. And then during the Rare Replay, of course, uh, there were, the Conquer game was in there. It makes me feel like almost like someone's poking to see what that level of interest is. If people Like still a Banjo-Tooie type right, thing? Right. Like, oh, do people still remember this game? Like, you know, let's see. Let's put this out there and see what the reaction is. Mm. You know, they may be, uh, they're trying to gauge whether or not they should pursue that project or another Conquer-related project. Well, I mean, I have to say I would prefer them doing that, putting out this game we never made and seeing how people respond if much more than... Hey, we made a Kickstarter for Shenmue. Yeah. Hey, and there will and be no just, talking about it's Shenmue. Just, it's just to gauge interest, yeah. but no, seriously, we need. But give money. us your actual money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I would love to see uh, another Conquer game. Conquer, Conquer's Bad Fur Day on the N64 was the last game I got carded for when uh, when buying it. It was at uh, Funko Land. <laughs> Funko Land. Yeah. That sounds like somewhere nobody has fun. <laughs> you fun- come to. Funko Land was awesome back in the day before they became GameStop. <laughs> they uh, they would have like a price sheet, and uh, you could see like what they were paying for uh, for games, and then what they were uh, bought, what they were paying for, and what you could buy them for. Man, eventually everything became GameStop. Remember, yeah. there was Babbage's, which mm-hmm. got bought by EB. There's not a place called Babbage's. There was Babbage's. There was a Babbage's in Highland Mall. Yeah. Well, I didn't go to Highland Mall, Gus. I grew up in the White Park. (laughs) Babbage's was my jam. That was the closest video game store to me when I was growing up. Never heard of Babbage's, but it sounds like a British shop. It it used to be PC games. And then Mm. uh, over time, like I think once EB purchased them, then they started adding more console games. Uh, It was named after Charles Babbage, I believe. I have no idea. Wow, okay. Early computer programmer. I didn't give a shit. It's just where I got my games. You were like, excuse me, Babbage's founded in 1974 with the intent to, I don't know, just wasn't going for you. Sounded like I was, I was waiting to see where you were going with yeah, that. Yeah, you know, I kind of kept going. He was, a, he was an English polymath. Okay. Wow, mathemat- so you're serious about this. Okay. philosopher, inventor, and mechanical engineer. He is best remembered for originating the concept of a programmable computer. Oh. So that's why they sold computer games. How exciting. I've learned something today. You've learned about a company that no longer exists in a market. And a man who also no longer exists. He no longer exists. He died in 1871. Oh, wow. Oh, Babbage's. Like Babbage's. Oh, yeah. I've never that seen looks, one of those. That looks like the Highland Mall one. Wow. Maybe it is. Who knows? Or, I, I, actually, I think back to the, the Highland, Highland Mall, mall had a was, a, sign. was a mall? Yeah. <laughs> now it's like an ACC campus or something? Uh, I'm being told our uh, Fallout 4 timer's ready. Oh. Yeah, Fallout 4. Let's do it. We got a timer? Fallout 4 timer. They lied to me. Yay! Yay! 40, 40 days. days. Holy and fuck. And yeah, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Beat me to it. Son of a no. bitch. Is that correct? Yeah, I maybe. really liked movie. November 10th. That's yeah. it? Yeah. That's a good movie. Damn, That's November 10th only 40 movie. days away? That was a totally dirty movie. <laughs> what movie? 40 days and 40 nights. Oh. Remember he has, a, he has a dream when he's like flying In over boobs. the sea of boobs. <laughs> what? That was a great what? movie. Yeah, yeah. I'll, watch, I'll watch that. Josh Hartnett. What does he yeah. do now? I don't know. He probably like well, never mind. I won't say it's a little bit mean. I mean he was a, he, <laughs> he was probably a, isn't as cute as he was when he was young, like Devin Sawa. I'm sorry, I said it. Damn. I said it. He was What's a badass that? in <laughs> Lucky Number Slevin, though. That was a great movie. <laughs> um, so EB got bought. So yeah, it was used to be EB bought Babbage's, and then EB got bought by GameStop, except internationally, where a lot of places it's EB instead of GameStop. I think GameStop still owns them. But they maintained the EB Games brand over what there. What is the gotcha. other one? They shut was... it down in the U.S. though. Right. There was one in Barton Creek Mall. I thought we were talking about our, our, it's like Game Time or something like that. It oh, wasn't you're, you're, GameStop. Ta- you're talking about. Uh, no, was, no, I know you're talking about. There was Game Crazy. About, uh, oh, no, maybe it's used to be attached. Now. That no, no, used to be attached to Hollywood about, Video. Oh, fuck it. I know what you're talking about. It was it's right next it to had the a yellow court. sign with Game Fellas. 
Game Fellas. Yeah, they talk about Game Fellas. I will bet. Was that, does that game stop now? No, that is still, that was just a local place. Oh. And I think they ha- their only location left is in Lakeline Mall. They used to have one at North Cross. We're naming all the malls. It's <laughs> the like bingo Austin. card of, of Austin malls. We've named all of them now. They, they, they did have a location at North Cross for a long time. But North Cross is also weirdly not a mall anymore. Man, if any of those stores existed, I'll bet they would sell console bundles that came with oh. codes. There's hey, Game Fellas! Yeah! That's where I bought Ikaruga. I bought the my import copy of Ikaruga for the Dreamcast from the Game Fellas that was at North Cross Mall, like way back in the day. That's so cool. Wait, yeah. isn't there... Do they sell vintage games now? They sell... Yeah, yeah, they do. There's one... I think there's one in LA that I used to go really? to where I got my Super Nintendo game. Maybe it's just also called Game Fellas. Oh, weird. Um, yeah, it's in the Valley of, of Los Angeles mm. <laughs> where I got my uh, Super Nintendo games. It's like only specializes in vintage games. Yeah, that, that's what they do here too. So maybe, oh, cool. maybe it is the same. Maybe it's yeah. a chain. Yeah. Maybe I thought they were just local. Uh-oh. Look at me. Bad information. Um, so have, you, has any, have either of you played any of the Rainbow Six Siege beta yet? I have only heard terrible terrible things but it looks really? so cool i've heard mixed things i've heard some things i've heard some terrible things yeah. and i've heard some great things like so heard, i don't really know yeah. what to I think about it way. for me the big thing about the game is that there's no campaign that I, I just so read that today and, but but that coupled with uh battlefront's not going to have a single player campaign as such i didn't know that and that uh is the last gen call of duty right, right. Uh, call of duty won't is not going to have a campaign yeah, just just on those platforms, I guess, because they can't handle it. But that I'm like, where where are all the campaigns going, yo? Where have well, all I can understand. The campaigns I can understand the the Call of Duty rationale. Do you right. think anyone's gonna remember that song? <laughs> do, 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 do. But uh, we're not even gonna get charged for singing it on YouTube. Like, oh, thank you, <laughs> thank uh, you for singing that song. Now I do get the Call of Duty rationale, but. Rainbow Six is a little bit strange because it's like those are games potentially someone would want to play a campaign on. I can see it though with a game like Rainbow Six. And this is like that's keep in mind that Rainbow Six is one of the games I played competitively, so I'm probably a little bit biased on it, but you might play the campaign a little bit and then you spend the next four hundred hours playing multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So where does it make sense for them to put the work in? Do they put more work into multiplayer, making additional maps and modes and doing all that stuff, which is where people are gonna spend ninety five percent of their time playing anyway, or do you put in a campaign just because you have to tick a box? Mm-hmm. It's almost like the opposite of remember for a while there was uh, a trend with a lot of single-player games putting in multiplayer to tick that box. That's Because they true. felt like yeah. you had to put in multiplayer, and the multiplayer was never good. But they did it because they That's felt true. like they just had throw to. throw deathmatch in there. This yeah. is the opposite. If people are just playing for a multiplayer, should they even bother making a single-player Well, because I would argue that, that I do agree with the reverse. Like, an Uncharted, Uncharted 2 had a multiplayer, and then they were like, what the hell are we doing? We shouldn't have the multiplayer in here. Like... It's clearly a story game that people play for the story. So I would argue that they don't need to have a multiplayer. Like a Tomb Raider doesn't need to have like a multiplayer. I will say the Uncharted multiplayer was fun. I know. I, I, did, lot, I did have a lot of fun I playing Uncharted multiplayer. Um, or and like Last, Last of Us. Us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Last of Us also apparently had a very fun multiplayer, Last... but I don't think it needs it. No, yeah, it, it definitely also... didn't need it, but that was one. Oh, man. I, I, I played a lot of Last of Us, obviously. I, I played through uh, the campaign on the PS3 and the PS4. I probably played more multiplayer than I did single player. Interesting. The multiplayer also, is so good. Didn't Bioshock have a multiplayer at one point? Oh, Bioshock 2. Bioshock had a multiplayer. 2 did. And then yeah. they were like, well, that was a mistake. 
I didn't Which like it. Which reportedly people, wasn't terrible. It's just that that's not why people played Bioshock. Right. Yeah, people love, I think it was the Minerva's Den yeah. uh, map for that, or the map pack, or the expansion. What am I saying? Uh, DLC. Fuck, I don't even know what to say. It's DLC. Uh, they love the Minerva's Den DLC, which included uh, maps for the multiplayer. That was really popular. It wasn't my cup of tea, but some people really liked it. I will say for the Call of Duty multiplayer, kind of shooting off of, or the Call of Duty campaign, sorry, uh, shooting off of just talking about why there's no campaigns, they did a Twitter thing. Did you guys see that oh yesterday? Oh my god. It's such a bad idea. What marketing executive was like, got a great idea. Remember that whole War of the World shit and how it didn't work out for that guy? Let's do that. Yeah. Like, basically, they changed their Twitter profile picture and their handle on Twitter. So you could see their, like, their at tag was still the same, but they changed it to look like a news organization. And then they started reporting on a disaster in Singapore mm-hmm. that wasn't actually happening. And people were believing that it was real. And then they were like, this could be the future in Call of Duty Black Ops 3. And it's like, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. It's a bad idea. There was a long time, though, with all the alternate reality games that people were using for marketing, they were trying to do that exact same it's thing. It's a bad idea. Yep. It's a bad idea. Do but it, it, doesn't, it didn't stop ago, anybody. No, I know. Years ago, back in, oh, man, when was it? It must have been like 99 or 2000. EA had a weird alternate reality game that you could pay for. It was like 14 bucks a month or something. They called it Majestic. Majestic. Where uh, like you yeah. would register... Your, it's like the game. Yeah. You would like register all okay. of your contact info, like your IM account, your email address, your phone number, fax machine, whatever. And then it was like you were part of like the spy game and you would get like random messages from like secret agents and you'd have to like talk to them on the phone or... Via, that just like, sounds cool. That was, sounds like I love bees, but better. Right. There was no game client per se, but it was just like a fake yeah, world. You, you bought a box because that's the era that we were in is you bought the box and then... There was no game. It was just out and about, and they would do all that sort of stuff. How long did that? That must have lasted like two minutes. Yeah, it lasted. I think it was definitely less than a year. It was like three months, maybe. Yeah, it was It was almost no time at all. What is the name of that movie where the guy thinks that it's... What, oh, God, come on. He the, jumps game. Off the, like, the, the game. The yeah. game. Okay. I was thinking of the game, the game you can't think of. Yeah. And no, I was no, like, no. how are those related? You know, it's like, <laughs> no, oh, no, I just no. lost the game. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I was trying to figure out. You're right. It's the game. Uh, I don't know my old movies very well. I think that um, the like real world games like Ingress and stuff are doing they've like taken up that mantle as it were. Is it, that, Ingress is so like I tried to get into Ingress like three years ago. Like, it had just started and mm-hmm. I was already over my head. Like it was so is, you have to watch so much stuff. So the developers of that I believe are Niantic, right? And they're no longer part of Google. Like it was a right. Google initiative mm-hmm. for a while, but I think like a month or two ago they spun off. Mm-hmm. When uh, yeah, when Google did the whole Alphabet reorganization, right. they spun them off to their own. I, I went to a, uh, a a seminar at Dice one year, and it was a seminar about Niantic. I'm sorry, about uh, Ingress, and they're talking about it and giving the presentation. And Dice is like a very high level, you know, video game uh, conference. And then, like towards the end of the the seminar, this woman in the back of the crowd goes, "Excuse me, you know, you're not telling the truth." And then she oh comes up on stage, God. and it's like one of those cheesy, like no. like real life, like. Um, you know, I represent the so-and-so organization. You're only talking about half-truths. No. And I was, like, cringing in my seat. Like, I wanted to like you. Oh, like, this is horrible. This is getting weird now. Oh, my God. I would have just, like, gone under my... I would have just, di- like, willed myself to die <laughs> under my chair. I'd have been like, come on, let's do this. But, uh, yeah, it, 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 it seems like that. a really cool idea. But it just seems like there's, it's so, there's so much going on. It's so much. There's, like, all these different YouTube videos and, like... People who are actors and you can't quite tell who's like actually part of the game and who's just like pretending to be part of the game. 
It is a lot. And you go to real world locations and you could only at one point, I'm sure it's different now, but at the point we were trying to join, you could only have an Android phone to yes. play. You couldn't play on an, an iPhone. They've yeah, it's, um, it's, it's iOS now. Yeah, I am. And also I'm excited for Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon's cool. Real world Pokemon's cool. Explain to me this Pokemon thing. So you're not familiar with Okay, so the Niantic, Pokemon same Go? company. Yeah, Pokemon Go is basically take Ingress and then make it Pokemon. But there's no like government so it's concern. No, but it's, it's real world based. So it's locational. It uses your GPS and all that. And the idea is to go capture Pokemon, take your take your Pokemon and battle other people's what Pokemon. What platform is this? It's, um, it's going to be mobile. Yeah, it's mobile. Ooh. It's going to be mobile on mm. iOS. It's uh, next year. Hmm. Yes. Interesting. Yes. So it'll be like 20 yards to a Pikachu. And then you'll like turn a corner and be like, boom, there's a Pikachu in the real world. So you got to go find him. Oh, so it's like, and I guess you, is it like augmented reality through yeah, your phone? Yeah. yeah. And they're selling a, uh, a wearable as well. It looks like a little Pokeball that you can either like clip it to like a wristband or a collar or whatever. And it like it blinks and, and buzzes when you get near a Pokemon. So. I thought you were going to say it was like a wearable you put over your eye and you can like scan for Pokemon. If there was a Dragon Ball Z scouter for Pokemon, I'd wear it today. (laughs) Google Glass. Like, okay, Glass, where's Pikachu? I'd wear it right now. No. I'd wear it right now. I was going to say you'd be able to identify like the super nerds like that. Everyone was like their little... Oh, okay. But you also know that... You'll join us. You know that we'd all do it though, right? I'd be like, you can't see it right now. Pikachu's doing the dirtiest stuff to you. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. I'm going to read this. Uh, I want to remind everyone, this episode of The Patch is also brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. I used to shave with a razor that was so old, it thought LOL was Morse code. That's funny. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Why did I torture myself with a gross old blade for weeks and weeks? Because I didn't want to shell out 20 bucks for a pack of new ones. DollarShaveClub.com changed all of that. They totally revolutionized the way I shave. Now I shave with a fresh blade whenever I want. DollarShaveClub.com delivers a whole sleeve of amazing razors for just a few bucks. I pop on a fresh blade whenever I want. Shaving with a fresh blade feels fantastic. You just get a better shave. DollarShaveClub.com's razors are so good, millions of guys have joined up. The billion-dollar razor corporations are freaking out, but instead of lowering their bloated prices, they're trying to fool us into milking the same blade for an entire month. That's gross. They price gouges for long enough. I'll never go back to squeezing weeks and weeks of shaves out of a disgusting old blade. Upgrade to shaving with a fresh blade whenever you want. It's such a luxury, and it's a third of the price. Join me, everyone at the patch, and millions of others who have figured out a smarter way to shave. Join Dollar Shave Club right now by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash the patch today. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash the patch. It's funny, when I first started using it, I had to like almost retrain myself to like swap my blade out more frequently. Because like you, get you didn't so, have to worry you didn't have to worry about rationing it anymore. Right. It's like yeah, you know, for so long you're like, oh I'm gonna save, I'm gonna save it. And then like when your second pack shows up, you're like, oh right. Now I'm, I'm I do gonna, that too. Yeah, I'm gonna That's be getting so many. these. Yeah, swimming in blades. Yeah, I do that, and also Achievement Hunter just got a bunch of stuff. I guess because they're doing a dollar, they did a Dollar Shave Club read or something. They got the shave butter, mm. and Ryan brought it to my desk. So I was in the shower the other day, like, <laughs> so much shave butter. Don't put it on your arms. That's not what's for. No, yeah, it, it's a. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> just it was a little awkward to be like so much shave butter because it looks like I'm stroking all sorts of weird things down here if I do yeah. that. It's my legs. It's good stuff. <laughs> so uh, I, I have a question okay maybe i'm just not understanding things so microsoft has decided they're going to put out a multiple xbox one bundles for the holiday but instead of just announcing them all at once they're announcing one every day hey that makes it sound more epic Does it, a new bundle every day this it just i don't get it it sounds dumb to me like why would you just announce them all 
Okay, but you're like you're you're a very straight to the point person, Gus. You're like a marketing person's nightmare. Are you, I mean, are you, you excited about it. this? Are you like every day, like you wake up in the morning, like, oh, I can't wait to find out what bundle is today. To be fair, we all work in games media. So oh. we're like, oh, fucking new bundle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, a lot of these bundles aren't meant for us. Yeah. They're meant for Are you ready your Christmas families. list? Get ready to scratch it out because Santa's got some corrections. <laughs> and, but the, the flip side of that is that you're right. It's not meant for us. So the daily announcements shouldn't matter whatsoever because families probably aren't paying attention to their Christmas shopping yet. That's true. Yeah, they're not going to pay attention until they get in the stores. And I think they don't. these bundles aren't available till like November 1st or something. Yeah, in a way. They, nobody pays attention until Thanksgiving night when everybody writes a Christmas list. Yeah. That's I, how it works. And yeah, the, the bundles seem like they have a lot of stuff in them. It was confusing to me. I saw one with Ori and just went... Yeah, yeah that, Gears of War, right? Thing yeah, I care Gears about. of War, Rare Replay, and Ori. I just want more people to play it. Everyone should play Ori. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah but I mean, so it's they're so out sad. there. Is that the only one they've it's released? So there, there's three. They've done, they did one with the Xbox One and the Lego Movie Video Game, one with Xbox One and Rise of the Tomb Raider, and another one with Xbox One, Gears of War Ultimate Edition, Rare Replay, and Ori in the Blind Forest. That sounds like far and away the best one, right? Like... Yeah, Maybe not. It's, it's got so much stuff. I think the other ones also have additional things like they were like oh, okay. below the headline. Like I think Rise of the Tomb Raider also had the previous uh, oh, Tomb cool. Raider game. Um, cool. And I, but I also think the one with the Gears of War Ultimate Edition also gave you access to the previous Gears of War games through the Xbox 360 emulation on the mm. Xbox One. Mm. So there's like other little below the fold features. Did you see the Black Ops 3 uh, Special Edition PS3? No. Oh, it's yeah. It's so ugly. I don't think it's that ugly. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. Wow. It's not that bad. My respect for you came down a full tip. I mean, don't Gus. get me wrong. It's no Metal Gear PS4, which I still fucking... Or it's no 20th anniversary PS4. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't think it's that bad. I mean, it's not amazing, but like, I don't think so it deserved the ugly. outcry it got. It's like I think it's more... orange. It's more that it looks to me like any skin that you could just buy... Mm. and just stick on it mm -hmm. it looks like it like, doesn't the, look special the controller looks like a there child's plaything controller like that's a nerf controller somewhere <laughs> that it looks ridiculous to me i'm not a fan I it looks fine. like a toy like a, it's not like this is not a real controller please don't shoot yeah exactly exactly this is government orange on my <laughs> controller. also i feel like you're the reason i ruined my controller and you owe me a new <gasps> one Oh, did you bring it in? You brought it in, though. Uh, we got to perform surgery on it, guys. <laughs> Gavin literally we looked at it. He's like, I don't know how this touchpad is connected. I don't think we're going to be oh, able yeah. to save it. What happened to it again? I was playing Until Dawn, and I got frightened, and I spilled water. I was literally like, <laughs> and I spit a bunch of water onto the controller. This is gross. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring it in after well, it was all. like also glass water. It was like mouth and glass water at the same time. Uh, you spit so much water <laughs> on a controller that it broke. Like, how much of a go did you take? Then I did what you're never supposed to do. I like tilted it out and got all the water out. I was like, ah, still works. And then I just kept playing and it uh, worked for like an hour and a half. And then it was like, fuck you, I'm done. <laughs> you didn't just go stick that in a bag of rice? No, I didn't. I was like, oh, it still plays. We're good. Do, do, do. Wrong. But the new they had they came out with a bunch of anniversary uh, accessories. But the anniversary accessories, the controller does not have the custom little oh. design on the touchpad. So oh. I gotta save this controller. 
I'm sure you can find a place locally that'll know I'm how to willing fix it. To, I'm willing to sacrifice any of my regular controller's guts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've, I've got kind of a gross jumping off point. Okay, let's hear um, it. Have you seen, you know, so Apple released the, uh, the iPhone 6S uh, last week. Mm-hmm. And I guess during teardowns now, people are realizing that Apple added like an extra gasket to where the pieces of the case come together so that it's slightly more waterproof than it used to be. And there's videos on YouTube now of people like, dunking it, leave it underwater for like an hour, and then bringing it out, and it's still working. Holy crap, wow. Uh, so it's apparently it's not like foolproof, so that's why it's not in any of Apple's marketing materials. And there's speculation that this is testing for the next iteration to make the next iteration waterproof and market it. Uh, I was in Tokyo the other week, mm-hmm. and you've been to Japan, so you, I don't know if you have apologies. Uh, uh, no, sometimes thanks, <laughs> Some of the toilets are just basically like They're little holes. holes in the ground that you squat over. Um Esther had put her phone in her back pocket. Oh, I heard no. I saw the story on Twitter. And, no. and forgot it was in her back pocket and went to use one of those and it fell right in. Gross. So gross. So gross. So, Is she still using the phone? Uh, well, luckily that was the phone. Like that, we, we were getting rid of that phone. It was, it was like two days before the success came oh, out. Nice. Oh so, my God. Yeah, the phone did continue to work, although Siri would activate sometimes randomly. <laughs> oh, nice. I've had a similar experience, although I'll be, I'll be honest, when I was in Japan, I never once encountered having to use the hole. Mm-hmm. I heard about the hole, but it was always nice heated toilets and all that. Yeah. Um, but I once... That's the hole. Yeah, there's the hole. You got to be... Well, okay, so, so that's... I was picturing, I was picturing like a hole hole, just yeah. like a hole cut down into... Oh, no. The Earth's core. No, right. <laughs> just burns. It's a toilet hole. Yes, it's a toilet hole. Uh, I had that problem with my iPhone 3S, I think it was. I had it in my back pocket, and I hadn't peed yet. I sat down to pee, and it fell in the toilet, and I like reached in and got it. And I probably used it for like six more weeks before I replaced that mm. phone. It was water. It wasn't the cleanest water. I cleaned it, but it was still I, I want to clarify. Like, the same thing happened to Esther. She hadn't used yeah, it yet. Yeah, hadn't used it, it yet. It fell so into the water. So but somebody had used it before her, which just means that there was someone else's pee on her phone. It was, was invisible pee, though. Yeah, it wasn't visible. <laughs> yeah. And you got to, like, alcohol it, and then you're all good. But mine would shock me, right? <laughs> 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 like, I would leave using it, and I'd get, like, a little jolt, and I'd be like, three more weeks, so my new iPhone comes in. Yeah, she, yeah, we did. That's what we did. We just went, like... Down the street, there's like a little convenience store. Just bought like alcohol wipes. Yeah. And just like wipe that shit down. It's all fine. Literally. Yeah, but you were in Tokyo. You went Thank to TGS. You. <laughs> <laughs> you went to TGS. I went to TGS. Um, I, I felt like I'd never been to TGS before. So, you know, it's it's a big deal you yeah. know, going to, uh, to that show. It's such, it's so hyped. I was a little let down. Hmm. Like when you go there really? in person, like, oh, because I went on media day. So like apparently on public day, it's really crowded. On media day, it's a lot quieter. It's a lot more empty so it's weird to go to a giant convention and have like almost nobody there well that's funny because last year alan went and he came back because I, w- I really wanted to go last year and he was like oh yeah you didn't miss anything i was like nobody there and then the final attendance numbers came out it was two hundred and fifty thousand people and i was like i think you were in a, the wrong place yeah. like you didn't you didn't go to the right it's like, went on like five also, yeah. times the number of people at e3 yeah it's a it's a big venue uh i mean but what, what i didn't realize it until i got there it's like it's a lot of smaller game companies and a lot of like asian based games that well that's don't, like they're like, pretty much yeah. exclusively right. mostly very the, little for the western yeah audience. the big stuff that like you know a gamer from the u.s would recognize like 
of course, PlayStation had a huge presence. Sony had a huge presence. They were, you know, and they were, again, they do that thing where it's like this custom PlayStation colors and controllers that we'll never see. Yep. Um, um, I hate that. I know, I hate it. PlayStation VR was there and you could demo it. Awesome. Uh, there was a huge line for that, even on press day, which was really uh, cool. And they had a huge Last Guardian demo. I don't know if you ever saw a picture of that. It's like, it was like a giant screen of the dog dragon thing yeah and like you could stand in front of it and wave and it would react to what you did like it could see you and then would like investigate if you waved and and step back that's mm. cool yeah it was that's pretty weird. neat uh so it was them uh konami had a big presence obviously do, do we have something oh we lost that uh konami had a big presence with uh metal gear um and who else was big? Oh, and then Battlefront was there, oddly. What? Nothing else from EA. There was a huge Battlefront arena. And I was walking by. I was like, is that Battlefront? And the people are playing. And then someone comes up to me and starts asking me if I want to get in line and play. And I was like, no, it's just, I don't know why this you is You don't here. look like you're from here. You want to play Battlefront, bro? <laughs> yeah, you want to play the game for your region? Like, no. <laughs> no, I don't. Did you play Summer Lesson? Tell me you played no, I Summer, play Lesson. Summer Lesson. Oh, I want to play Summer Lesson. But there were also a lot of, like, uh, like government agencies. Like, the video game bureau of thailand huh or it's like you know like trying to promote video game industries in like all these southeast asian countries and there were like huge rows of that or like the game conglomeration of korea and it's like hey look at all these games from korea <laughs> so like there, there was a lot of that as That's well cool. so yeah, I mean, in that in that respect there was a lot of stuff that was very business focused uh you know app uh mobile app developers looking for work and stuff like that uh, but as far as like the big consumer facing stuff, that was really all I noticed. There was definitely a ton of other stuff I didn't know. It's like, wow, I've never seen that game. I've never seen that game. That's really cool. I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah. that's the big attack on Titan thing. Attack on Titan thing. Yeah. Would they just you had a new movie. Come out. Was there a lot of focus on mobile? The huge. I would say probably half. So it was like, it was basically like three giant convention halls. I'd say half to two thirds of it was like mobile which is huge there so i mean like uh, like gaming on mobile and that's why like nintendo ds does so well there like there's a lot of time to like on trains and stuff like that to play mobile devices but it's it it is interesting tgs is very much japan's e3 and that it's business focused and that it's things we'll never see yeah and it was definitely i felt like it was much more business focused than e3 yeah like e3 if you're a consumer you could still go and that's true appreciate stuff but here it was definitely uh very hyper business focused and you know, to speak to your point about how big mobile games are there, uh, TGS is actually like east of Tokyo in, I think it's like Chiyoda. Um, so it was an hour and a half train ride to get there from where I was staying. And I, I made it a point when I was on the train. I was like, I'm going to be on this train for an hour and a half each way. I'm going to look and see what everyone's doing on this train. Every fucking person is out with their phone playing a game. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, that looks like a bejeweled kind of game. That's like attack dragons with crystals. That's weird. I've never seen that. And it's like everybody. and they, Or it was either... Playing a game, they were probably about 60-40. 60% playing games, 40% reading manga on their phone or their mobile hmm. device. Well, there was um, – is the Sony basically said they're not planning on doing another handheld. Like they wouldn't even try to do another Vita because they don't think that handheld gaming is going to be able to stand up to mobile. They just think that it's bleak. There's no point. To be fair, the Vita didn't exactly sell well, amazing. Like it sold okay, but it wasn't – it wasn't a runaway success like the DS was. Even 3DS right. is, 3DS is doing well, but 
comparative to the DS, it's also struggling because so many people are just moving to mobile. Yeah. Like the fact that Fantasy Life 2 is going to be a mobile game instead of a 3DS game, <laughs> oh, which I still haven't come to Hate terms it. with. Well, I think what people don't want, people don't want to carry a dedicated device. Ah, oh, see, I love Some that. of us do. Right, but, yes. like, so, but, but, but I guess that's yes. it. The phone ha- has fun. reached a point where it's powerful enough and has enough versatility where it can do most things that people are trained to do that now. Like, oh, I'm going to check my email on the phone. I'm going to make a phone call. I'm going to text. I'm going to browse the web. I'm going to play games. Like, why do I need to carry this other thing that plays games well and then does everything else kind of shitty? Because, you know, true. most mobile device, like most games like uh, DS or Avita, it's like, yeah, it's got a web browser. Yeah, it's got Google But Maps. you'd never right. use it. never use it. Yeah, it's terrible. Well, it's funny. Actually, I had the opposite problem the other day. Um, I was going on a trip and I couldn't find my Kindle. And I love my Kindle and I couldn't find it. And I was like... Oh man, I, I just bought a new book on Amazon. I had it delivered to my Kindle. And I was telling Gavin, like, oh, man, I want to read that book. And Gavin was like, You have a Kindle reader on your phone. Like, what are you? And I, it never dawned on me, like, Oh yeah, I guess I could just read it on my phone. And then I just started using it. I'm like, I bet I'll never find my Kindle now. I'm never going to look for it. <laughs> no, I've used the, I've used that once or twice on my phone, but I always go back to my Kindle. Yeah, I really Kindle. like having the. I'm, I'm somebody who's like, I get a new purse and I'm like, What, what can I put in here? I was like, Okay, my mm. wallet and my. And like my, you know, glasses or something. And then I'm like, I need more stuff to put in here. Oh, my Kindle. And my, yes. I like to carry stuff around. Well, when it comes to reading, I feel like reading on the Kindle is much easier on the eyes anyway than on the uh, the app on the phone. Also, yeah. you can only read about like a paragraph and then you're like, flip, mm. flip, mm-hmm. flip. Like it's so many page turns. Mm-hmm. There's so many swipes my fingers have. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm ruining my eyes because I'm reading too much. I like to like read like right here for like 15 hours at a time and then... <laughs> And then I'm like, why can't I see anything? It's weird. Yeah. Doesn't make maybe sense. just get some reading glasses. No, I'm opposite. I'm nearsighted. Mm. So I just can't focus far away. Yep. Same with me. You can borrow my glasses when you read. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're pretty much out of time. Just one or two more things I want to mention real fast before we go. So apparently today, PlayStation 4 system version 3.0 comes out. They're adding, um, you can share video to Twitter. You can live stream to YouTube. Save screenshots as PNGs instead of just JPEGs. And they're adding sticker support. Ooh. I saw that. So basically when you message friends, you can add stickers to your, your messages? I have z- one PSN friend, and that's it. And I don't want any more. <laughs> no need to t- have friends on PSN. I'm not sure I even have that many. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All my friends are on Xbox. PSN is for gaming in my alone time mm. and spilling water. <laughs> Spitting water. Spilling and spitting. Spittling. Don't get it twisted. Um, one point that um, someone brought up earlier on Twitter, um, at uh, Nesegsar, uh says that we do realize that Rainbow Six is a book. Well, there's no, like there's no campaign, but it's uh, it's based on a book, which is book. nothing but story. Yeah. Uh, it's become a, so much more than that, though. I would agree. I think the books are definitely about the story. But I don't think the game is. People about would be mad if a Lord of the Rings game was released with only a multiplayer and no campaign, saying there's books about it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if we had a series of Lord of the Rings games where people started to latch onto the multiplayer, and then it was like, hey, here's the multiplayer only game, people would be like, all right, cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody would give a shit. Wasn't there like a Lord of the Rings MOBA? Guardians of Middle Earth? That was, there was a Lord of the Rings MOBA? Yeah, what the fuck yeah, was what that, the fuck was that? <laughs> Oh, it's a moth. Oh, it was like oh, above my head. I was like, something's okay. going to crash down on my head. Um, yeah, there's a, it's a MOBA, so there are. When did that come out? Games. Is that out? Is that, that being worked on? That has been out for a while. Um, 2013? So. Lord of the Rings Conquest? Yeah, Lord of the, Lord it's of the a Rings Battlefront Conquest? clone. Wait, what? 
It's multiplayer only. Gus is getting breaking news. Breaking in news. This just in. There's an old game. <laughs> It has been up for two years. More later. All right. Well, we should probably wrap up. Yep. Okay. So thanks everyone for watching. Stay tuned for Game Club. Yep. And, We were uh, Hotline uh, Miami. Yep. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Hey everyone, we're doing our very own live stream on Rock Band 4 Day, that's October 6th, from 7 to 11 p.m. Central Time on the Rooster Teeth YouTube channel. Since Rock Band 4 is the only music game that gives you the full band experience, we're going to be giving you guys everything you could want from a real rock show. You know, like, like roadies and bad decisions and maybe even an unplanned pregnancy. You can enjoy all that fun stuff from the comfort of your very own home. Seriously, though, it's just lots of songs, lots of off-key singing, some of your favorite RT cast, and Rock Band 4. We hope to see you guys there on the 6th. Then, hey, if you pre-order the game right now, you can use this link to get 30 bonus songs. See you soon. Hey, welcome back to the Game Club. It's a Game Club. Look, Gus is here now. It's the GNR edition. You've been gone for a while. Gus and Ryan. It hasn't been that long. It's been like two weeks. Yeah, that's not that long. That's forever. That is forever. It's two episodes. The whole floor changed you've been gone so long. Oh, yeah. The floor did change. And you notice. It's nice. I feel... Like we're we're in like someone's living room. So yeah, it's a lot more cozy. Playing video games, talking. A little more intimate version. Well, this time we're talking about Hotline Miami. Yes. Uh, which is, uh, it's on the surface, a very straightforward and very gory game. Very gory, very violent. For a top-down pixelated, uh, what, how would you classify this game? It's sort of like a, a tactical... A tactical kill simulator? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's a good way to, to, to put it. A tactical kill simulator. You just top down and you just go around and murder everyone. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, so it starts off with you're just an average guy, average Joe, wearing a letter jacket, as you do post. No, you really don't post anything. <laughs> uh, and you get a message one day saying, go kill these guys or failure's not an option, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, that's in your skill set as Jacket Man, uh, where you just go and bust open a what is, uh, I guess, typically Russian mafia type, Russian mob kind of uh, establishment and just kill everybody mm-hmm. inside with the various you know smattering of weapons well i mean if you think about it in all of our nature this is in anyone's skill set it's a very primal thing like, <laughs> the, the game is actually i think really primal like there's it's a very definitely very well from, i didn't uh, i haven't played the game since it came out i played it when it uh-huh. came out like three or four years ago but i remember it being you know like super straightforward it's just like here's here's mm-hmm. the room here's the building here's the people just go in and kill them, yeah. essentially. And it's just it's just the very bare essence of that. And it's a fun mechanic that it's just like you find that 15, 30 seconds of fun and you just repeat it over and over. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I think it didn't get tedious or anything. No, it's not that long of a game. It, it, it is a good length for the game that it is. In fact, I would say that the bonus levels that are at the end of it now, uh, where you get to play as the biker, are probably overkill. Yeah, if you excuse the expression in this. Case, but, uh, yeah, no, it's all it's it's very sightline. You have dumb enemies essentially that are they don't give a shit if there's a huge pile of bodies that doesn't alarm them at all. Well, they're uh, Russian mobsters. Yeah, no, whatever. They're yeah. dead people. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that guy said, "Look, there's a guy that had his head bludgeoned in by a pipe." Yeah, it's Tuesday. Yeah, but it's head day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but it's all about, you bust the door open at the right time, you rush into the room, if there's three guys in there, you gotta, like, club this one, then you throw the pipe and hit that one, and then maybe you shoot the fourth one. Where the fourth one came from, I don't know, because there was only three. Yeah, but, but yeah, you showed up. <laughs> um, and you, we were talking before we started filming Game Club, you said that the game was influenced by movies like Drive and yeah. uh, Cocaine Cowboys, which I'd never made that connection, 
But now that you say that, like in retrospect, I can totally see that. That's what the yeah the wiki page for it says. Because uh, yeah, I've never seen those movies, so it didn't. If you wouldn't have clicked for me, but. yeah, if you've never seen Drive, it's a uh, kind of a very slow movie. Then like halfway through, it turns ultraviolet with mm-hmm. basically the cinema equivalent of how these fights and deaths would look like if you captured it, you know, uh-huh. uh, on film. So yeah, absolutely. And it, uh, and as far as Cocaine Cowboys, I mean, that's just uh, a documentary talking about. Um, the cocaine smuggling scene in the 80s, bringing yeah. uh, cocaine from South America to uh, uh, Miami or South Florida. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, again, it fits in. It fits in with those motifs. So, yeah, it totally, it totally clicks. It makes sense. It's, uh, the game itself is, is, is a really kind of fun twist of mix of the, that Twitch response versus the, uh, like, a strategic planning where you, have, you can see all the rooms pretty much and you can look around the map and kind of plan your, your route and your weapon set based on who you're taking out. Uh, the other thing that's kind of interesting about it is as you go on, so I guess the presumption is you're just a fairly regular guy at the beginning. So it has a very rhythmic rhythmic thing to it where you get a call, you go to the place, you kill the guys, you go pick up some food, and you go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you do that, every time you come back from one of these murder missions, like your guy gets steadily a little bit loopier and loopier and like suddenly you'll go into a room where you normally – or a place where you buy food and there's just – it's all dead people in there but mm-hmm. the the implication is that it's all kind of in your brain right uh and then it you know things just keep getting worse and worse for your character to the point where at one point you break in and find a, a young lady being assaulted you take her back to your you know you save you kill everybody there and you save her bring her back and then you two start a relationship and then as it goes on uh you start running into other assassins who are also wearing masks mm-hmm. that's what i didn't mention the mask you pick a mask at the beginning that gives you a special ability uh, various things from like mm-hmm. just more aggressive, more uh, powerful punches to uh, I, I use the owl mask a bunch of times to see the secret mm-hmm. things. I don't know that I ever saw a secret. Oh, okay, yeah. maybe I just don't know what I was looking for. And uh, are, are they all? They're all. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. They're all animal masks, right? Yes. Like I remember there was the owl. There's a chicken, mm-hmm. uh, pig, I believe. There's pig, horse. There's a whole yeah. list of them. Um, but uh, so. As you unlock all these masks and you, you finally save the lady and you take it back, but you start running into other assassins who are also wearing masks. Mm-hmm. So you get to you start to realize that you're part of a bigger kind of assassin ecosystem mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, kind of culminating in the fact that uh, you get home one night and find one in your house who and he's murdered your girlfriend, uh, which kind of leads to a whole hospital scene. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's a real downer. <laughs> uh, you, go figure. A life of murder and crime leads to more murder, murder and, and crime. crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so your girlfriend gets off and then, uh, you get shot in the head essentially and sent to the hospital, which then sets you on a path of vengeance. You finally decide to, you know, take it back to the man who's been making you do this this whole time, mm-hmm. which is to me like that initial moment where, uh, they, they set up the fact that you're being forced to do it. I didn't really get it at that point. I was like, oh, okay, well this, you know, you don't know your character at that point. So it's just introduced as, yeah, here, do this. Failure's not an option. Like, oh, Okay. Uh, I didn't get it until then that he was really like the whole time you've been under duress mm-hmm. that if you didn't do these things, that there were people out there that were going to come kill you. Right. Something bad would happen. Right. Yeah. It didn't really register with me until that moment. And I was like, Oh, I get it now. So this whole thing is, is, you know, leading up to this big revenge moment, uh, which it does when you finally break in and kind of kill all the mobsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that never clicked for me until I got to the end, which actually was kind of a good move moment because, for me, at least, not having that register at the beginning, I didn't understand the motivation. I didn't see the story. You, you were okay and just comfortable just, like, 
mindless killing. Well, it's like, okay, I guess that's this game. Mm-hmm. And then I suddenly look back at it and realize that there was this broader picture the whole time. And I think that was a better reveal than if I had known the whole time. I was like, mm. oh, I'm just like, oh, another day killing for the man. <laughs> Got to clock in and clock out with the, in the murder factory. Um, yeah, the game, you know, like I said, it's been out three or four years now. And it's, uh, it's a nine ninety nine on Steam. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think anyone who hasn't played it should definitely pick it up. Um, I don't know. I was going to look up what other platforms it was on, but I forgot. It's on Steam, and I think it's on PS3. It's on uh, it's on console, but not like modern uh, consoles. Vita, PS3, PS4. Okay. It did make it to PS4. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also Android and Mac OS and Linux. Sure. Okay, that's interesting. An interesting cross-section. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if, definitely pick it up. Like it's like we mentioned earlier, it's not like a super graphic-intensive game, so I don't think you would really... It is do- super graphic, but it's uh, not a graphics-intensive graphics game. Graphics-intensive, yeah. yeah. So I don't think you'd be missing out playing it, mm-hmm. you know, on whatever platform. It's not like you need the latest hardware to run it or anything. Yeah, no, I think it's one of those games where we're thankful that the graphics aren't better because the amount of gore splashed about is pretty excessive. It's pretty awesome. Pretty spot on. Uh, and uh, it does have bonus levels at the end now, which I don't know if those were originally included or not, but mm. the, the you take over as the biker who can't pick up weapons. He goes in with just knives. He's got three throwing knives and then just a knife that he carries, which is it's kind of an interesting twist, but I... I found by the time I got to that, I was like, I, I've, I've had a good experience with Jacket. I'm ready to put it yeah. down. I looked it up on how long to beat, and since it's about five hours. Yeah, is, you know, it's, it's a good bite-sized uh, yeah. gameplay. Depends on how good you are at that strategy and tactics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a good game. I'd say pick it up. Yep. All, All right. right, let's see what uh, next week's game is going to be. Let's pull out. You want to you pick it, or you want me to pick it? Oh, you're welcome back. Don't you want to pick the game? Uh, can I get to pick it? Okay, yeah. I'll pick it. Jo- visit us, do, 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 oh, mighty do, do, cylinder. Do, 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 do. Cylinder. Ah. <laughs> All right, pick us a good one. Not looking. It almost took my finger off. Um, <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> it's one of yours. It's the Vanishing of Ethan Carter. All right, that's a good game. Actually, they just re- released a uh, Redux version of it on Steam, um, which accidentally added VR support. Accidentally? That, it turned out it was a mistake. They didn't mean for that to be in there. Oh. Uh, which people have played that game with VR support uh, using like VORP or uh, there's another program that injects it for you. But uh, there is a VR version coming. But for now, I think... Uh, are you, are you going to try it? We have uh, I've tried a VR it. headset. Okay. I've tried it and it was a very good experience in VR, but it was still... Uh, it's a beautiful game. Okay. Just gorgeous. And uh, it was maybe a little too much for VR as it had not yet been optimized for it. Cool. Well, we'll uh, we'll be talking about this next week. Yep. Thanks for joining us. Bye.